you know what time it is? Time for more football reaction. That's not good. Time to hear from one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I think he's a bomb. I think he's an absolute bomb. Time to crack open a high noon. This is the High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Oh, yeah! From the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, here's Alex Strofe. The, the funeral procession begins. Man. Green Bay Packers fall to the Detroit Lions in embarrassing fashion at Lambeau Field last night. The season is over. Is the Aaron Rodgers era over? Is Matt LaFleur a disappointment? Will Joe Barry be fired? I don't think so. A lot more questions than answers today on the High Noon Hour. Of course, brought to you by Hard Noon, High Noon Hard Seltzers. I'm Alex Strofe with you from the ESPN Madison studio. Let me give you the phone line right away while they're wide open. 844-770-3776 is the ESPN Madison. I believe Jason Wildey dubbed it the vent line today. Uh, so we will continue to dub it as such. Uh, the ESPN Madison vent line, again, 844-770-3776. What was the most disappointing part of this season to you? That's the question I want to ask you right out the gate today. Was it Aaron Rodgers, who really didn't have that good of a season? Was it Matt LaFleur, the lack of adjustments offensively throughout the course of those 17 games? Was it the receiving core? Was it Brian Gutekunst? What was the most disappointing part of the 2022 Green Bay Packers campaign? That's the question we'll ask you over the course of the next hour today here on the High Noon Hour. But as we do each and every week for one final time this season, it's time to hit the first three things. These are the first three things. First things first. From four and eight to eight and eight, the Green Bay Packers went this year. And I think last week, we all believed. Everybody in that locker room believed. Everybody on the station believed. Everyone that called into this station believed. We all believed. And I think we believed for one reason in particular. That's the Aaron Rodgers factor. We've talked about it for years on years at this point. Aaron Rodgers will always raise the floor for a professional football team. He just will. That's how good of a quarterback he is. He always masks what's bad. And I think he did that again over the course of the last month in that four-game winning streak. He masked what was a bad team. And I think all along we knew that the Green Bay Packers were a bad football team this year. Four and eight, as I mentioned. And the Aaron Rodgers factor had us believing. And rightfully so, as we should. We all believed that Aaron Rodgers could once again pull it off. The stat I saw this morning that I need to share with you uh, from Kyle Malzahn, my friend who works at WFRV up in Green Bay. He shared the fourth quarter stats for Aaron Rodgers over the course of the last three do-or-die games, right? So that would be the NFC Championship game in 2020 against Tampa Bay, the divisional round loss last year at Lambeau Field to the San Francisco 49ers, and last night against Detroit, right? So all three of those games are do-or-die games at Lambeau Field. And these were the Aaron Rodgers statistics combined in the fourth quarter of those three games. He threw 10 of 24, so less than 50% of his passes were completed. Threw for 83 yards on 24 attempts, so significantly less than 100 yards. 
83 yards in, in three fourth quarters combined. No touchdowns, one interception, good for a passer rating of 33.9. My takeaway today, the Monday after the end of the season, is the Aaron Rodgers factor is no longer a guarantee. And it sucks that we have to accept that as Packers fans. But it's a fact at this point, right? Look at the last three examples you have. Late in the game. In all three of those games, the Packers were in late in the game against Tampa Bay in the championship game in 20. In the divisional round against San Francisco last year. And against Detroit last night. All three games the Packers were within one score of. And Aaron Rodgers lays a duck in all three fourth quarters. Again, combined, 10 of 24, 83 yards and interception. Last night in the fourth quarter, Rodgers was 2 of 6 for 12 yards and an interception. For a grand whopping total of a 2.8 passer rating. 2.8. 2.8. Not 28. 2.8 passer rating in the fourth quarter last night for Aaron Rodgers. So thing one. The second thing. First thing is that Aaron Rodgers, not a guarantee in the fourth quarter anymore. The second thing is a buzzword. We talk a lot on this program specifically about buzzwords in the, in the NFL. I think I did like an hour and a half one week on identity and how identity drives me wild, right? I don't think any team actually has an identity. I, I, I just don't really believe that's a factor in the NFL. Regardless, identity is one of those buzzwords. The buzz phrase I've used a lot this year to describe the Packers' effort or really the lack thereof, would be complimentary football. The Packers have failed to play it in all of but two games. Miami and Minnesota, I would argue, complimentary football was played. You saw success on all three sides of the ball, special teams, defense, and offense. Last night, I don't think you saw complimentary football at all. Special teams game was meh, right? Keyshawn Nixon was a really cute, fun story this year. But he returns every kick he touches. And last night, every kick that Keyshawn Nixon touched probably shouldn't have been returned. He didn't really have a nice return last night, unless I'm blanking on one. But Keyshawn Nixon wasn't that great last night. And that's, Keyshawn Nixon is not the reason they lost that game. The offense stunk. Aaron Rodgers couldn't get anything going. And the defense was meh. And then, of course, when you're trying to get back into a game, you're trying to win a do-or-die game, you're trying to get that final spot in the NFC playoffs – Quay Walker, your first-round pick, makes yet another idiotic decision by pushing an opposing staff member for the second time this season. He did it earlier in the year against Buffalo. He's got to be the only guy in the history of the NFL that's been ejected for pushing an opposite staff member twice in the same season. That's a record that's never going to be broken. So good stuff for Quay Walker, who will start next season with a what I imagine will be a pretty significant suspension of three or four games. Twice in a year, that doesn't fly. Nonetheless, momentum's real. Aaron Rodgers has said it's real. I believe momentum's real. But when you have mistakes like that happen, it's clear that that is just going to hurt your chances, and it did. Ultimately, the Packers fall in the fourth quarter last night. I want to hear from Aaron Rodgers, who talked about this team, right? I I said before, we've kind of known all along this isn't a good football team. But we believe they're at the end. Jason Wilde, our friend, who you're right before us on Wilde and Tausch, 9 to noon weekdays here on ESPN Madison, asked Rodgers a question about ball don't lie, right? Do you feel like you guys got what you deserve? Do you feel like you got what maybe this season led up to? Wasn't a really good season for you guys. Do you feel like this final game essentially said ball don't lie? Rodgers' response. So yeah, probably. You know, I think 
we had so many opportunities in different games to put ourselves in a better position. Games we should have won uh, based on you know, matchups and talent and uh, games that usually win. So we shouldn't have been in this position, but we were here, we fought, and again, kind of played like we did before the last you know, few games. Not complimentary football, turned the ball over on offense. You know, uh, teams didn't really make a splash play. And then, you know, we squandered opportunities in the red zone. We're terrible on third down. Um, the same things that hurt us all year hurt us tonight. And there's a lot that goes into that. And we just didn't fix it uh, all season. Had decent stretch at times, but third down and red zone, we, we, we've made a lot of, a lot of hay over the years in those situations and didn't do it. Yeah, that's the quarterback Aaron Rodgers after the game last night. And he's right. No complimentary football, squandering opportunities. The red zone efficiency against the Lions was just god-awful all year. I mean, you look at the first game even. I think they went 0-5 for 5 in terms of touchdowns in the red zone. I think they had five opportunities in game one back on week nine. Uh, they got three points out of five red zone opportunities against Detroit in week nine. Last night wasn't a whole lot better. A lot of field goals, but... No touchdowns until late. So, yeah. Complimentary football trash this year for the Green Bay Packers. So Let's just call it what it is, right? I mean, this team missed out on every opportunity. They had so many chances this year. And they couldn't capitalize. The final thing. Three, that's the magic number. Three. It's the magic number. Look, the final thing is, is, is just that, right? Capitalizing on opportunities. And I don't even want to look at that on an on-field perspective. I want to look at that from an off-field perspective. The Green Bay Packers, mid-March, traded debatably the best player, Devontae Adams, to the Las Vegas Raiders. It was at that point we all knew, right? Something's got to happen. You can't just trade away your best receiver by a mile and do nothing. And what did the Packers do? Nothing. They drafted some wide receivers. Sure, second-round pick Christian Watson came along really nicely at the end of the season. Great. He's a rookie. He's not Justin Jefferson. He's not Jamar Chase. He had a nice season. Romeo Dobbs was a fourth-round pick, and he had a big drop last night. It showed that he was a fourth-round pick. The guys clearly got a lot to work on in the offseason. And Samori Toure was a seventh-round pick. Did anybody actually expect he would play a role this season? Because clearly he didn't. Sammy Watkins didn't even make it to the end of the season with the Packers. Amari Rodgers didn't even make it to the end of the season with the Packers. There was never a replacement. So I I understand Aaron Rodgers, as we talked about just a minute ago, often will raise the tide, right? He, He will often mask what is negatives for a football team because he's that good. He's one of the all time greats. But when you do not have a true number one receiver, you will see the ebbs and flows of your offense fall apart. And you did for the first 12 weeks of the season. And then you go on a little bit of a run that gives you hope that maybe they figured it out late and last night proved to you, nah, I think that was a fluke. Unfortunately, it was. That four-game winning streak for the Packers was a fluke. And this is the worst possible scenario the Green Bay Packers could have gotten, right? Because at 4-8, and eight, really 4-7 and seven after that Tennessee loss, I think I, along with many others, said, all right, I think I'm ready to see Jordan Love. Let's see what Jordan Love's got. This is going to be a lost season understand whether or not if picking up the fifth-year option on Jordan Love, which you have to do this offseason, is the correct option. 
And Rodgers, rightfully so, said, I'm not going to sit until we're mathematically eliminated. So they go on a tear, and then they lose in the final game. So not only did you not get any answers about Jordan Love this season, you missed the playoffs, you made your draft position that much worth, they'll pick 15th. Everything went right for the Packers until it didn't in that final week. Win and you're in. They squander the opportunity. They don't capitalize on that on the field. And off the field, that's a whole other story. I'm fired up. I hope you're with me. 844-770-3776 is your way in to the high noon hour here on ESPN Madison, asking you what the most disappointing part of this Packers season was to you. It's an open-ended question. Take that wherever you want. Really would love to hear from you. 844-770-3776. i got to be honest. I love my job. I love doing this. I love venting. It's like it's therapeutic for me, right? But I don't want to do this alone today. So hit me up, whether that's on the text line or the talk line. Again, the number for that, 844-770-3776. Asking you simply, what was the most disappointing part of the 2022 Packers season for you from your perspective? We've got a ton more to dive into, right? Uh, I, I touched on Quay Walker. Wow, am I upset about that. I mean, that was the most idiotic thing I've ever seen. And not only was it idiotic because don't put your hands on a medical staff member, A, but B, you already did it this year. Doofus. More reaction, more complaining, more bitching and moaning after this. It's the High Noon Hour on ESPN Madison. More football reactions, more High Noon. The High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Put up a shot up on the The season comes down to a snap. And Goff is looking to throw it. He throws it. It's caught for the first down by DJ Shark. And you can hear them from all the way in Seattle. It's Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth on NBC last night as the Green Bay Packers season comes to an end. 20-16, to 16, the final score of that game against the Detroit Lions at Lambeau Field, which means for the third straight year, the Packers' season has ended at Lambeau Field. So much for home field advantage. Yeah, I thought Aaron wanted one of those things at his place. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he got three of them in a row, and he lost all three. It's the high noon hour. I'm Alex Struff. You hear Hunter Vaughn there uh, on uh, producing the show for us today. Look, tons of texts rolling in. We'll get to all those in a second. Asking you what your biggest disappointment is of the 2022 Packers' season. Uh, we'll dive into some of your responses here in a minute. But I just need to vent. I hope you understand, because I, I assume you're with me, right? Um, last night was really frustrating, because as we talked about at the beginning of the show, this was a season that I think coming in, we understood the offense is going to struggle at some points, right? You lose Devontae Adams, you don't really replace him, but you've still got Aaron Rodgers, and you've still got Aaron Jones, and you've still got A.J. Dillon, and you've still got a pretty good O-line. And mostly healthy this year, outside of, obviously, Bakhtiari was a question mark, and, and we'll see what's to come with him in the offseason. But they turned it around, or at least we thought, right? Four in a row, eight and eight, you win in your end situation. Who, who wouldn't pick Aaron Rodgers in that situation? And that's, I think, what we all thought last week. And after seeing what we saw last night was old habits die hard. Right, This team is the same team we saw play against Tennessee and against Washington and against the New York Jets and against the New York Giants and against Detroit in Week 9. It's the same team. 16 points doesn't cut it in a playoff game, and last night was essentially a playoff game. 
and 16 points isn't going to cut it. When you get to the red zone and you settle for three points time and time again in the first half, that's just setting a bad precedent. And the second half wasn't a whole heck of a lot better, just a touchdown in the third quarter. So overall, um, it's disappointing. But now I think the most disappointing part is for the third offseason in a row, we've got to do this damn Rodgers watch thing. Right, we've got to we've got to think will he or won't he retire or come back. We've got to think will he or won't he be in Green Bay or will he be somewhere else? Will he or won't he retire? Is he or is he not dating Mallory Edens? Wait a minute, that's not part of this. Um, so yeah, I think overall uh, it's just it, it's 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 frustrating as a fan because it it feels like you've wasted so much talent when in reality I think we overplay or underplay rather how hard it is to win a Super Bowl in the NFL and we we make it seem like it's so easy when you have a great quarterback it's not easy ever but Aaron Rodgers hasn't been back in in a dozen years so that's disappointing you know I hope this helps you feel better strofe it won't but go ahead as a Cowboys fan I would kill to have been in where the Packers are these last couple of years even with the heartbreak I would rather have my heart broken in the championship game and in the playoffs than being concerned if my team's going to make the playoffs and then, I mean, this year, they get to go on the road and they're going to lose to Tampa Bay. Like, the Packers were in such a great spot these last few years and even this 12 years of Aaron Rodgers' run that I would much rather have been a Packers fan than the Cowboys in this scenario with the results, even though it's only one Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but... Also, you don't have to go through this every... Well, you might have to go through this in a week. Well, I'm going to have to go through it in a week. I had to go through multiple years of losing the last game of the regular season to get into the playoffs at 8-8 and teams. I've literally been through this, and what you had to deal with the last couple of years is far and away better. Yeah, I I mean, fair enough, but it's not good enough, right? (laughs) You know, that's that's why I bring up wasting potential, because you look back at that 2020 team, Right, that that was uh, year two of Lafleur. It was the thirteen and four year, I think, um, if my math is correct on that, or maybe that was thirteen and three. When did we go to seventeen weeks? Was that last year or two years? Last ago? year. So okay, was so it was thirteen, 13 and three. three. Number one seed, and, and then you lose, as we know, to to Tampa Bay at, at home in the NFC Championship game in Brady's first year as a Buck. That team was unbelievable. I think we I think we undervalue how good that team was and how big of a disappointment that 2020 season was. That was the year, by the way, and I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was roughly 48 touchdown passes for Aaron Rodgers that year. Like it was, it was an unreal year. It was the best year of Rodgers' career, and the best year of Devontae Adams' career. And that just feels retrospectively like such a waste and such a disappointment. And we know this year's team wasn't that good. I think deep down we all knew this wasn't a Super Bowl team, but maybe it could be a team that pulls off a win in Wild Card Weekend. And you'd probably call that a success. Not from the 20,000-foot view, but overall. Anyway, asking you on the text line, uh, the ESPN Madison text line, the number for that is 844-770-3776. My question today is simple. What was the biggest disappointment uh, of the 2022 Packers season? Again, the phone number to get in on the text line or the talk line. We'd love to get a call from you as well. 844-770-3776. Let's start with Joe in Black Earth, um, who says he regrets his confidence. But I don't regret believing in my Packers. Felt the season was a combination of Rodgers slightly losing a step and Matt struggling to find a way to mask that decline. It's an interesting point, Joe. I, I, I... I <laughs> Yeah, we could we could sit here and say I regret my confidence. I don't. 
I mean, that's the fun of sports, right? Like, the heartbreak isn't fun, and obviously I'm pissed off today. But the heartbreak is what makes sports fun, that we get this invested and that we, that we care this much. So I understand your point because we knew deep down, like I just said, Joe, we knew all along the Packers weren't that good of a team. But damn, was the last month really fun. And as for Rodgers slightly taking a step back, I agree. Matt struggling to find a way to mask that decline. It's true in theory. But we still don't know what Matt LaFleur is through four years. Like, that's my grand takeaway from this season is Matt LaFleur, I think he's a good coach. I think he earns the benefit of the doubt for one year. But I don't know that he is as good as maybe we think he is through four years. I don't know. It's not a knock on Matt LaFleur. Obviously, when you have Aaron Rodgers, there's so many question marks. There's so many variables. Um, so it's uh, it's certainly interesting. All right, we've got two Adam and Madison. So Adam and Madison won. Says Rodgers has turned into Favre near the end of his run in GB, trying to force things and throwing picks. Yeah, he was playing hero ball again last night. Right, that final pass, Favre-esque, of course, even if it is Rodgers' final pass as a Green Bay Packers, was an interception. Just like Favre's was. Doesn't he have to play hero ball, though, because he doesn't have another hero? He's out there trying to do yeah, it. Like he has but- to kind of do it himself. But you think with the time left on the clock there, right? I think it was a minute 13 when they took over. Um, or they would have taken over, excuse me. This was before the two-minute warning when they had the ball for the final time. They had time. They had all three timeouts. You didn't need to panic, right? It was get down the field. Worst case, you kick a field goal. Or no, they were down four. So you need a touchdown. But he was throwing 50-yard bombs when that really wasn't necessary, right? And what, were, what was with the Matt LaFleur, to go back to, to Joe's point, what was with the Matt LaFleur pulling tricks out of the bag we had never seen before, right? Like, was there like 14 Alan Lazard end-arounds? I think there was two, but in the first quarter— I think quarter, there was more than two. There was, I know in the first quarter there were four end-arounds. Two of them were to Lazard. Gotcha. Well, I yeah, might have missed and, another and, one. And the one on fourth and one, obviously, that didn't convert. So I don't know why we were getting cute, right? That, that didn't seem a game to me that you needed to get cute in. It's, I go on this rant all the time about coaches— I think a lot of coaches, Matt LaFleur included, they think they're smarter than what they are, so they'll do stuff like that, like, yeah. oh, the defense will never expect it. Yeah, the reason the defense won't expect it is because it's really stupid to do. Yeah, no, I think you're c- completely correct on that. All right, let's move on. Joe in Green Bay. Shout out Green Bay. Thanks for listening all the way up there, Joe. He says uh, his most disappointing storyline this year was LaFleur being explo- exposed as the player's buddy and not a head coach. No identity, no adjustments, no discipline. That second, no is the most accurate one, right? No adjustments. That's something we've knocked LaFleur about for a long time, um, is his lack of adjustments. And he he hasn't made a lot of them in-game. And between games, I I don't know how many you could call, you know, you could sit there and count on on one hand, right? How many adjustments you can actually visibly see on the field. The other part of that is, with the cute part, right? Here in Week 18, it's do or die, you're implementing things we haven't seen all year. And while I think they're fun, and the end arounds to Watson, yeah, they paid off early uh, in the season, whereas Lazard on an end around on fourth and one, have you heard of a QB sneak? Oh, yeah, you have heard of one because you ran one later in the game, and guess what? It worked. I don't know. Just getting too cute. You know, it's if, if you want to rely on Rodgers, fine, right? If you want to rely on Rodgers, fine. Rely on Rodgers. Let your best player win you your biggest game of the season. I, never, I did not understand that play call. Um, Adam Madison, too, sent in the longest text I've ever seen. He wrote a book. He wrote a book, and rightfully so, right? I I said earlier, this is therapeutic for me. Get it all out. Um, So just to kind of uh, summarize here what Adam said, uh, a lot of disappointments on the defensive side of the ball. 
and we've talked about this every week this season. The expectation before the season was the Packers would be a top five defense in the NFL, bar none, right? Top five, if not top three. Joe Barry needs to go, is, is part of what Adam says, and he would really like Jimmy Leonard to be hired as the D coordinator. I, 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 I don't know that Jimmy Leonard makes the jump. We've spent a lot of time on this over the course of the last few weeks. I don't think Joe Barry gets fired. Joe Barry saved his job the last three weeks. He did, right? Nothing about last night is on Joe Barry. Sure, could he have made some adjustments? Sure. Could he have made some different play calls defensively? Sure. But 20 points in a playoff game, the way I view last night, is acceptable. That's okay. Uh, Joe Barry saved his job. I think it's as simple as that. Isn't the frustration, though, still with Joe Barry, the totality of everything? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He hasn't done anything to say, like, okay, this defense is going to be there. um, He maybe has not now, but I think there, there are some pieces defensively where it's like, okay, they underperformed, right? The number one prime example of that here in the 2022 season is Darnell Savage, and he looked lost on multiple occasions last night again. Darnell Savage has not lived up to his draft potential. His first-round pick, he's a really good rookie year, and he hasn't lived up to it since. So Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, you probably have to replace both safeties next year. Jair had some really good flashes. Rashawn Gary will be back next year. You like what you saw out of a rookie in J.J. Anagbari. That D-line looked really solid, right? You got a good look at Devontae Wyatt last night. Kenny Clark is Kenny Clark. Jaron Reed had some other than his idiotic clothesline that he didn't get called for. Had some really nice flashes. TJ Slayton last week against Minnesota had a monster game, right? So you feel good about some of those pieces. And Joe Barry was leading this defense all year. And recency bias plagues us all. I think, what have you done for me lately? The last three games, Joe Barry's defense was good enough. Um, So, nonetheless... Um, a couple other texts that came in. 608 Ryan and Black Earth says his biggest regret is winning the Week 14 game against Chicago. That would have changed the last four weeks, right? You'd see more Jordan Love, or last three games, rather. Four games. You'd see more Jordan Love. You'd have a better draft position. Wouldn't have built this up to where we're all disappointed here in the end at the end of the day so text line still wide open phone lines wide open 844-770-3776 your way into the show uh if you want to chime in on your biggest disappointment maybe your biggest regret i think a lot of people are chiming in with regrets because regrets are obviously disappointing synonyms big words hey uh don't let uh don't let inflation ruin your retirement contact the team at retirement income strategies and the madison money guy christian finfrock sit down with christian finfrock he'll uh he'll help you create a plan a retirement plan that shows you how taxes could affect you now and in the future set up a visit or a 15-minute phone meeting with christian finfrock and the team at retirement income strategies call 608-208-6890 that's 608-208-6890 make sure you know how these changes could affect you, so you can avoid those whoa moments in retirement. Call 608-208-6890. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Income Strategies, an SEC-registered investment advisor, insurance services offered through Retirement Income Strategies. Whew. We'll go. Uh, it's Black Monday, so we'll go around the league next. Uh, we'll also continue to read your responses. Most disappointing thing for the Packers in the 2022 season. Aaron Rodgers is my answer. I'll tell you more about that. We'll go around the league. We'll continue to react to a disappointing finish, 20-16 to the final as the Detroit Lions and the Packers season at Lambeau Field last night. It's the High Noon Hour right here on ESPN Madison. You're listening to the High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Join the show on the Old National Bank talk and text line, 844-770-3776.
excited are you guys? Yeah, we just, we don't want them to go. So that's our motivation. So we're ready. Yeah, that's Dan Campbell on NBC last night at halftime saying that's our motivation. We, we want to stop the Packers from making the playoffs. I'll tell you what, real quick, here on the High Noon Hour, I'm Alex Strope with you from the ESPN Madison studio alongside my buddy, producer extraordinaire. Big thanks for all your help this year. Hunter Vaughn with us. You're welcome. One final time here on the High Noon Hour. Look, I hate the Seattle Seahawks. Right, I have a I have a abnormal amount of hatred for the Seahawks, and I said this all last week. Right, I'd rather the Lions get in than the Seahawks get in because the Lions are lovable losers, and the Seahawks are a team who's kicked our ass and broken our hearts way more than the Lions did last night. I would have rather seen the Lions get in. It's too bad that the, that Seattle beat the LA Rams. Baker had a chance, man. Baker had a chance. That game went to overtime. Baker throws a pick in overtime, and ultimately Seattle walks it off with a with a field goal. So that was disappointing. But I got I got I got to be honest, man. As 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 mad as I am today, as disappointed as I am today, I'm incredibly impressed with the Detroit Lions. That team's gonna be good next year, right? Dan Campbell is an impressive head coach. Jamal Williams had a terrific season, but beat the all time touchdown record, uh, beating Barry Sanders for Detroit Lions running backs. Uh, Jared Goff. He's actually a respectable quarterback. You put him in a good situation like you did in L.A. and now you have in Detroit. Detroit's going to be a good team next year. In fact, let me make a very early, way too early prediction. The Detroit Lions will win the NFC North next year. That's called a hot take, ladies and gentlemen. All right, it's time to go around the league, but we're actually going to stay in Green Bay as we typically go around the league. But the season's over. we got to reflect. we got to talk Packers. It's time for NFL Quick Hits. Who stood out? Yes. What are they gonna run? Nobody. Touchdown! <laughs> he did what? Who stunk it up? Everybody! Why don't you go take a shot? Let's go around the league. This is Quick Hits. It's time for NFL Quick Hits. Hunter Vaughn has four either-or questions for me in regards to the Green Bay Packers as we head into a it's going to be a long offseason. Longest offseason in several years for the Green Bay Packers as they do not qualify for the playoffs. Let's get to first down. First down. I'm glad you brought up the offseason because we're going to go through kind of the stages of the offseason sure. and some either-ors. We're going to start off with today is known in the league as Black Monday yes. where head coaches get fired. And Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this morning, they had an interesting caller. I literally, I texted Ashton Rotman, producer of that great program, to get this caller, and I want you to hear what he his idea for the Packers and how it involves the head coach. So I think they should think about, and it wouldn't cost anything against the cap, he's looking at Sean Payton. He'd bring in Fangio, who would overhaul the defensive staff, and I think it would kind of bring a new energy to the organization, similar to what the, the Badgers did. So either or, Matt LaFleur... Or Sean Payton. It's Matt LaFleur without a, without a doubt of hesitation. Without a second of hesitation, it's Matt LaFleur. Look, I like Sean Payton. Sean Payton has proven he's a very good head football coach. But Matt LaFleur is also a really good football coach. He's earned the benefit of the doubt. And yeah, he's young in his career. But Matt LaFleur is going to be the head coach of the Packers for another minimum five years. Realistically, probably ten. Matt LaFleur will be the head coach of the Packers for a long time. This is the first time he hasn't missed, hasn't made the playoffs. And it's only a second loss in the regular season in the months of December and January. 
The first, coming last year in the final game of the season, to the Detroit Lions. The second, coming in the final game of the season this year, to the Detroit Lions. Matt LaFleur is a good football coach. I'm sticking with it. Why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't really view this as broken from a coaching perspective. Uh, Adam and Madison, too, who wrote the book to us, made a really important point uh, on the text line that I didn't get to. He talked about Nathaniel Hackett. I, I think we actually undervalue how important he was. Now, look, Devontae Adams was the number one reason this offense took such a dramatic step backwards. Nathaniel Hackett could be number two. I don't know that Adam Stenovich is that guy when it comes to an offensive coordinator, and I know Matt LaFleur is the creative mind and the play caller offensively, but Nathaniel Hackett I think actually might be something you should consider bringing in this offseason, more so than Sean Payton. But I, I go Matt LaFleur over Sean Payton. Second down. After the head coaching changes happen, we see a lot of teams and players deciding whether or not they want to retire. So, either or, Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. Who do I want next year? Yeah, either or. You pick one of the either or. That's how this works. Uh, thanks, Hunter. You, you just didn't ask what, what, what that meant. Um, well, I figured I got since it I said either or, you yeah, pick I one or it. the I other. I got it. I got it. Give me Aaron Rodgers. It's still pretty easy. Look, he's going to give you a better chance to win. I... Um, am ridiculously nervous for what's on the other side of the curtain. Whether that's Jordan Love or that's somebody else, depending on what they do with this fifth-year option, it's Rodgers one more year. It's like we need to go into this knowing it's his final year. I think he makes $54 million guaranteed next year. Pay him all of it. Go in one final time. And maybe pick up the option and understand that Jordan Love is your quarterback in 24. Make it a tryout season on the uh, on the final year of his deal. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. It's not close for me. Third down. Then we get to the NFL draft. So I want you to pick oh. one of these two players to draft. Do you go tight end from Notre Dame, Michael Mayer, in the first round, or a defensive back like Brian Branch, the safety from Alabama? So admittedly, I have not started my draft prep yet. I was more uh, starting my playoff prep, which ultimately didn't happen. Um, <laughs> I, I, look, I, I don't know who either of these guys are very well. I've heard of Branch from Alabama. Um, I don't know much about the tight end from Notre Dame. I don't think I watched a single Notre Dame game this year. Uh, so I'll go with the safety. I think the defense could use some beef, but also like you could use you could use a receiver. I hope they address that in free agency. You could definitely use a tight end. Again, I hope they address that in free agency because look, th- this should be an all-in year for the Green Bay Packers in 2023. I view it as Rodgers' last. I think, and, and look, I don't know. I, I don't even think Rodgers knows. I think he'll be back next year. So I view this as, look, we did the rookie experiment in 22. You went 8-9. You went and nine. So let's not try that again. Let's not have history repeat itself. Go hit free agency with whatever money you have left and uh, address some of your bigger needs that way, which I look at as safety, tight end, wide receiver. We'll see, though. Um I'll go with the safety there. Uh, was it Brian Branch? Yes. That's a good name. It's a good safety name. Yeah. Branch. Name. Yeah, that's a good name. Fourth down. You mentioned free agency, so two potential free agents. Here we go. Again, you have to pick between the two. Wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar, yeah. or defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox. Uh, I don't really like either of those options. I know. That's why I picked them. Yeah, I know. I can tell. Um... Shoot, I guess it doesn't hurt. Let's go Nelson Aguilar. Um, I, I'm not a big Nelson Aguilar fan, but it's better than Sammy Watkins. 
Am I better than Sammy Watkins? Like, I have no football experience, but I think I might be a better option than Sammy Watkins. Um, I think he's still faster than you. Look, I think Joe I in Green Bay. I think Joe in Green Bay is better than Sammy Watkins. I, I would have trusted Adam and Madison one or Adam and Madison two returning kicks over Amari Rodgers this year. I mean, look, we were right all along. We, we had so many gripes about this team early on in the season when they were four and six or whatever the hell they were. Give Aaron Jones the ball more. That was simple. Stop playing hero ball with Aaron Rodgers. Stop having Amari Rodgers return kicks and punts. We knew all of this before the Green Bay Packers decided, yeah, maybe maybe those Twitter uh, couch GMs are on to something. Well, we were. We were on to something. Give your best player the football more. If they would have given Aaron Jones the ball more early on in the season, this team would have won more than eight games. If you pull the plug at Amari Rodgers when everybody else understood that was the right option, you probably wouldn't have lost as many games. There is so many inexcusable, unacceptable decisions this team rode with this season that wouldn't have put them in a, in a situation last night where it's winning your end. You would have already clinched a spot. The NFC stunk this year, and you were middle of the pack. What does that tell you about the job Brian Gutekunst has done constructing this team? You trade your best receiver, and you replace him with diddly-poo. I mean, you did nothing <laughs> all year long. What do you? What did they replace Devontae Diddly-poo! Sammy Watkins and Amari Rodgers, who didn't even make it halfway through the season. I mean, this is unreal, unacceptable. What does that tell Seriously. I mean, you cannot sit here the Monday after the team finishes with an 8-9 record and say, yeah, Brian Gutekunst, hell of a GM. He did nothing. He did nothing. Nothing at the trade deadline. He didn't replace Devontae Adams with anything except the best replacement he got for Devontae Adams was the 35th overall pick in the NFL draft in Christian Watson. And this is not a knock on Christian Watson. I think he's going to be a really good receiver in this league. But it was his rookie year. What the hell do you expect this guy to do when you're losing Devontae Adams? Everything was inexcusable. Brian Gutekunst did not impress me. I think that's my biggest disappointment. I said Aaron Rodgers, I'm changing my tune. Brian Gutekunst did nothing this year to help the Packers' case. Nothing. I still look back at the trade deadline when this team was suffering and struggling. And everybody in the world knew, hey, the Packers need something. Do something. Maybe they'll still make the playoffs if you do just one thing. And they did nothing. And here we are, 8-9. and Missed the playoffs. Hey, they were close on Darren Waller. I'm just, I'm at a loss for words. Like, this team was clearly good enough. They were, at times. They just needed a little bit of help. Maybe add one wide receiver. Hey, T.Y. Hilton doesn't look half bad, and he didn't even play most of this year. He's in Dallas, and he doesn't look half bad. He was out there all offseason long, all season long. Odell Beckham Jr. still out there, and I'm not saying he would have helped a ton. But I, I would have just liked to see effort, maybe try something, because 4-8 and eight is unacceptable for the Green Bay Packers when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. And they turned it around and gave us fake hope. But we knew all along, deep down, although I didn't want to accept it until today, we all knew this team was not a good football team in 2022. The NFC stunk. The opportunity was there, even without Devontae Adams. Goody is my di- biggest disappointment in 2022. All right, may you always live like the sun is out. High noon seltzers are made with real vodka, real juice, and sparkling water. 
for 100 calories of easy drinking, take anywhere deliciousness. With no sugar added and always gluten-free, you can't go wrong with High Noon. Try all of their 13 different sun-soaked flavors available in Tailgate, Tropical 8-Packs, and Variety 8 or 12-Packs. You can also find the single-flavor 4-Packs wherever uh, you, you pick up liquor, whether that's a grocery store, a liquor store, convenience store. Got any other synonym stores? High Noon's probably there. Check it out. Pineapple's my favorite. Get the Variety Pack, too. Just try them out. Promise you won't regret it. But you must be 21 years or older to enjoy High Noon Seltzers. The last segment of the High Noon Hour of the 2022-23 Packers season is after this. Who knows? Maybe I'll rant. Maybe I'll cry. I I don't know. We're going to find out. You're going to cry. You're soft. (laughs) I am soft. We'll find out after this. It's the High Noon Hour, the finale, the funeral edition, whatever you want to call it. We wrap it up after this. More football reactions, more High Noon. The High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. The dog days are over. The dog days are done. You trade your best receiver and you replace him with Diddly Poo. It's true. Did replace him with Diddly Poo. It's the High Noon Hour, the final segment of this show. Uh, before I get into my final thoughts, uh, seriously, Hunter, big thank you to you for, for all your hard work this season. Really appreciate uh, all your hard work putting this together with me every week. Been a lot of fun doing the High Noon Hour uh, reaction show pretty much after the day after every Packers game this season. We've, we've created some, some heck. I wish we would have went back and looked. We created some wild memories on this show this year. Yeah. I, I look back at the, uh, the Friday, and I don't, think, I don't know if you were part of this one, but the Friday after the Tennessee Thursday night game, I went to that game. That was the one game I went to this year. Um, I'll, I'll just you be, were going. I'll through. just be honest. I, I tied one on that Thursday night. Um, I woke up Friday. I won't get too into detail. I'll just put it this way: I was at the point that Friday morning after that Thursday night game, and I stayed up in Green Bay. I did the show from there because um, my brother lives up there. I woke up that morning, and the first thing I did was order Taco Bell breakfast delivery. If that gives you any indication of the state I was in, <laughs> I ordered a breakfast crunch wrap. Like, that's where I was at. So, and I did a show immediately after that. And let's just say the commercial breaks uh, may have been spent in, in a restroom. Anyway, uh, Joe at Green Bay chimes in on my joke. He said, I am better than Sammy Watkins. I agree with you, Joe. And a uh, final text from my guy, Chris from Manitowoc Waters. Uh, he said, Strope, this boils down to your homeboy Rogers. He's held them hostage. And last night's press conference indicated he will do that once again. After he got what he wanted, it's all right. Rodgers, I would rather us suck for the next time ever many years than deal with his crap. And Daniel DeSlaw says, like I said earlier today, Wisconsin sports teams let us down. Nothing out of the ordinary here. Rodgers can't win the big games. And I'd just like to point out this stat that, that Kyle Melzahn of WFRV in Green Bay put together earlier today. Rodgers in the fourth quarter. Uh, against Tampa Bay in the championship game in 2020, the divisional round against San Francisco last year, and Week 18 last night against Detroit. So the, the final game of the season the last three years, all of which were played at Lambeau Field. Rodgers, they combined 10 of 24 passing for 83 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception for a passer rating of 33.9. That is the fourth quarter statistics for Aaron Rodgers in the last three win-or-go-home games. Uh, 10 of 24, 83 yards, and an interception. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful to, to perform like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's sad. Um, so I, I think the grand takeaway is this. The Aaron Rodgers get-out-of-jail-free card is no more. He's still a great quarterback, but he hasn't shown up in the big moments the last three years. And it's disappointing. 
it's inexcusable. But that's been how this season was for the Green Bay Packers. That does it for us here on the High Noon Hour. Not only today, but maybe forever. Who knows if the show will ever come back? Maybe when Rodgers announces he's coming back, we'll be back. Who knows? I don't know. You don't know. Who knows? I'll still be around, though. Hunter will still be around. Appreciate you hanging out with us all season long. We've got a special three-hour edition of Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light coming up right after this here on ESPN Madison. We'll talk to you later. Peace.